Why am I drunk? <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hey. How you doing? So good. I'm not moving my eyes from that window now. Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. Or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, and I'm a midwife at a busy birth center and a small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout. I'm also a midwife and work at a home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I'm a doula, and I'm a birth assistant at same said small hospital, out of hospital practice. Struggle bus. That is a mouthful. It's my fault. You know what else is a mouthful? What else is a mouthful, Kim? Your husband. The pizza we just ate. Oh. Not that I would know. Yes, and yes. Really? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. We did just tell me more, more about my husband. <laughs> we did just punish like a ton of pizza. Oh, so much pizza. Not so, so much as Chris, though. So. Yeah, they got here. Well, Jess got here four hours ago, and we decided uh-huh. to do hot tub in the rain. Hot tub. And we, hot tub. Yes. And we hung out, and now it's four hours later. We're just now recording. And we needed that. We have not hung out without working in in such a long time, it's been way months. Too long. And now Jess and I are off call. We are off mm, call, mm, mm, kind mm. of. Sorry, I'm still on call as a nurse. You are on call for premiere as I a know. nurse. I'm off call. Jess is off call, and she's going to go do that thing where she runs away I'm and goes on away. a trip. I fully support her in doing it this time, though. I time. I fully support either one of you doing anything you need to do ever. <laughs> You are such a really great you are support. So supportive Thank person. You. If Garment. ever I need your support to do anything, you're the first person <laughs> I'm going to come to, Kim. So today we're going to talk about what it's like to live the on-call life. Because it's really easy to say like, oh, you're on call from 37 to 42 weeks. But it's really hard for people to understand what that's actually like. Also, being on call and getting paid to be on call is very different than being on call and not getting paid. Oh, that's true. That's very true. I have to say that since, um, like, if you're a small home booth practice and you don't have a lot of clients, you might get, like, a month or two off. But when you are busy, it's just, it is literally never-ending. You have to have your phone stuck to you all the time. Your family makes fun of you for never putting your phone down. Yeah, but I just agree. As a small homebirth practice, I don't have any off-call time. Oh, because you, just well, because that's because people that's love all, you, that's all you and get. so you have clients. <laughs> that's fair. I literally have a calendar where I have to highlight from 37 to 42 weeks for each person that I'm on call for. And like, if you look at the calendar through September into October, there's no free time, just the way they all overlap. That's because everyone loves you so much. But people will say, it's like, well, what's the big deal? Because... We do have more free time than some other people that work like, like all we don't the time. Have a nine to five job because I could be on call and I could just be like at home with my kids or doing things. But it's still like a whole different thing because we never know when we're going to be called, and so it's like, and that means you can't go places that don't have reception when you live in the mountains. Yeah, which is a big problem it's a for me. Big problem. Do you remember when we drove out to was it Wolf Gap? And we Probably. had we had a mom in like in the window and close to going was it to labor. That time that I let Evie fall on her face. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I dropped someone else's kid on their face. I yes, drop her. She dropped herself. She sat mm-hmm. Evie down when she was like four months old because Ren is three Here, months. Kid, hold your head up. Ren is three months <laughs> older, so she was in that phase of life where I can put my kid down and nothing bad will happen. And and I looked over in time to see Evie just like 
face plant onto a I rock. Think, I think that Ren also started sitting up on her own earlier than Ren did. Whereas like Ren, Evie did Ren was Ren like did. two months old and she'd be like this. And Evie was just like, you put her down and she's just, and I'm out. Because she, she was, was so fat. She was so fat. It was like a giant blob. <laughs> so I just sat her down like on her lap and she just literally went like this. Push. Face, face down. Like, she, her head, forehead hit the only rock in the entire forest. And then like, because she was so fat, she just kind of rolled and kept going. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> My you, kid is rolling down a Jess's face was like, I cannot. I, I am so, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> it was fine though. Chuck always says to me, like, I'll say, oh my God, I'm off call tomorrow. And he's like, well, I don't understand the big yeah. deal. Like no one's called you today. And I'm like, but you don't understand. Yeah. You don't they sleep could. as well when you're on call. You wake, at least I wake up. I don't sleep as deeply. And I wake up every couple hours being like, is my phone dead? Like, yeah. did yeah. I miss something? I've Especially gotten, when you expect a client to call you that night. I've gotten really like so much better at it since we, since premiere opened and I've been like the only midwife for four years that really attends yeah. births, like the main person on call. The first two years was hell. And then I just got used to it. Yeah, and I was your body like, was like, you have to get used to this. Yeah, because this so is I'll your sleep now. or I'll go do things. Not that I do things, but you do get used to it. So like, I can like sleep and hang out and do things now and not get as anxious as yeah. I used to, but it's still like a, um, it's, I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> we love you anyway. <laughs> well, I was just thinking too, like when people are like, oh yeah, like I went out and I got so drunk. I'm like, I don't even know oh, what that's that what means. I was going to say. So it's like for people, even if they work full time, it's like, oh, I have Saturday. We can go do. Yeah. Or even if you know this. that you have, an, you have to wake up at 830 in the morning. Like yeah. That's yeah. a totally different thing. You can do whatever you want until like midnight one and still know that you'll be a functioning human when you wake up in the morning whereas now i'm like i have to go to bed at 9 30 because i might have to wake up in two hours and work yeah two yeah days. and any plan you make it's like we could do that but i might get called to a birth and so yeah. then even when you're there every it's, it's not like you can just be there it's like hey let's have a couple beers hey let's just hang out i'm just totally right here in this spot it's like no i might have to leave at any moment yeah, yeah. and we don't know and when you that still moment text is. clients a lot so we have hung out countless times where i'm like fucking pay attention to me and you're like i'm sorry this client's in early labor and then you're like texting and texting i thought about that the other day when we were at the store getting stuff for our office and we were having so much fun because we never really just hang out anymore because we're always doing things between the podcast and our business and you guys are like chatting and talking i'm like texting with a client i was like oh i'm doing it right now i'm doing that thing Mm -hmm. yeah so it's just like people for people to know that it's 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 there it is again. There is someone's the, phone is going phone. off. So it's like, well, how? What can we tell people to help them? Like, maybe should we t- we should tell some stories about times. I will tell you that um, I've been on call. I mean, since whatever. Um, texting just didn't start. I guess until two thousand what nine. I guess I think well it did no, earlier. I I think it really became like more popular so. than yeah two thousand eight two thousand nine. Um, I will say that I started becoming so 
like guilty, like feeling so awful because my kids, you know, you read all these things now where parents aren't involved. Like they're always looking at their phone or they're reading something. And for me, I don't do, I don't do any of that. I'm not usually on my phone unless I'm texting someone. And it got to the point where I would hide my phone. Like if I were texting, I would hold it under and yeah, I still I've do it. I hold before. it under the table. You were like, so a, my kids, you were like a phone addict. Yeah. Yeah. You used like, to do that a lot. Did more. you, you have to like your phone more? Yeah. Like a closet text. Did you have like phones like hidden in your toilet tank? Like I did. <laughs> they were hidden everywhere there's like one in the laundry room. or you like room. pretend like you have to pee every five seconds so you watch well, i have to do that anyways but you like yeah. pretend so you can like go in the bathroom and text without people seeing yes. you doing it or if i was talking to someone and one of my kids came in i would make a show of putting my phone down and saying you are so much more important than that text message and i am all ears right now go ahead but meanwhile my phone's still going like oh but i'm like trying so hard to just like uh-huh. I think stare what, at them in the eye sockets i think about the times that terrence and i are having like really important conversations and if he had stopped and looked at his phone i would have lost my mind <laughs> but like i'll just do it because it's a client and i don't think about it and i'll look up and he's staring at me and i'm like oh my god I'm so sorry. Well, like, and then yeah, I there's, you. there's the other, like I realized it was an issue and I stopped doing it. Like I would, I will leave my phone now in the other room. Yeah, I know. And then we'll always, yeah. I know. I'm I so know sorry. when your kids have your phone. Cause I'm like, Gam! I know. And Gam! I'll leave it. I but, can't do it. But then when like, I'll go a week, like when I'm off call, my phone is not next to yeah. me. I leave it. I don't look at it. The yeah. only time I can do that is if we go camping and we know no one's in their window and we can't get any messages anyway, then I can ignore my phone. Oh no. Otherwise I, can... I like my brain is so tuned in because you're it so used to it that it makes me feel anxious if I don't know where it is. I think my friends actually suffer because a lot of times I'll like get, they'll text me and I'll be in one of those phases where I feel comfortable walking away from my phone and justifying it. Cause I'm not I'm super on call. Like I'm only a little bit on call and yeah. then my friends won't hear from me for a really long time. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst friend ever. I just like, don't look at my phone right I now. Hate, it's not you. I hate <laughs> like, my phone. I have a hate relationship yeah. with it, but like I was going to say, I'll go all week and not look at it at all and then we'll be eating dinner and i'll pull my phone out and chuck will be like oh there she goes again and i'm like fuck you i haven't looked at my phone in seven goddamn days it's like i get to be home at least some days of the week but i have the payment for like we were saying earlier like it's different it's not a nine-to-five job like i have to look at my phone every every once in a while slash all the time i'm i'm no you're going like this i need like a headgear yeah, we that need, like dangles this like a carrot in front of my face, like Janet to, Jackson. Control. So we're talking about how Meredith. C- c- you just need to turn your microphone with your face. I'm just gonna like keep looking look out the window me, in hopes that I'll catch a glimpse. But turn your microphone. Pivot. We're struggling pivot, with the sound. Pivot, pivot and turn. Pivot. 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 <laughs> Good job. Right now, pivot. if we were videoing, which I'm not sure we're supposed to be doing right now, which we're not, you could see me pivoting <sighs> with my mic. We keep forgetting to video. We haven't tape. released the last two videos that we took anyway. So dang it, we're gonna do that though. We're gonna get on it. We're getting. That's on what we're it. doing we're Patreon on for. We're on it. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about how it's like um, trying to plan stuff because sometimes it can cause arguments too because different people have a different anxiety level when it comes to call time, and so some people. They feel like they can be like, (laughs) they feel like they can be like, oh, well, she's 37 and a half weeks. The chances of her going into labor. Are you really trying to do this right now? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, are you talking about the argument we had? Get us to talk about our fight last night. I forgot that I told Kim I was going to do this, but you weren't here yet. No, you did not tell me you were going to do this. I love confrontation. Let's talk about our argument. (laughs) 
I'm no, let's talk about the time I accidentally hurt your feelings and made you feel unsupported. Which time? Every day. <laughs> well, somebody's so, so it's somebody's like, getting married. So so yeah, but the, it's oh, like God. there comes it's finding the balance between living your own life and being there for your clients and that is not an easy balance no. to come up with and you know it's a problem when you literally meredith wants to get married meredith wants she to just get wants married. to get married i would like to get married and there's no window for that there's like no time for that you chose a profession where there's not even a window to fucking get married and, meredith- and my and like everybody i mean i am taking time off for our big party but like that i i would like to get married with just family at some point so i am taking time off for a big party so, I mean, like... Like a weekend. I'm getting time off. See, but even just, like, talking about taking a weekend and we make it feel I like know, it's, it's awful. impossible. But... When so you can- when you said to me last night, I'll just call you during your elopement. I was like, I was that's jo- just... That's not that far-fetched. Like, that I was could joking. happen. You literally could call me while so, I'm getting so eloped right now and it would not be that weird to Meredith me. sent a text to both of us on Wait, our... Wait, hold on. We have to talk about Mare's problems, though. No, I'm just going to dive right into right. the texting. Right. So Meredith sends a text last night. Which I could have worded better, which I did not do because I tend to fish for things from people when I should probably just say what I need. And, to. and I don't says, like to fish. She so. says, I'm really trying to pick a day for my no, wedding. No, that's not what I said. I said, would it be dumb to get married when one of our clients is 37 and four? And I said, which I was think setting it, up for. Yeah, that's dumb. No, it wasn't. And I said, <laughs> yes, is. I said, I think it's dumber for you to tell us the exact day that you're going to get married that we're not invited to. <laughs> Because we are going to show up. I already know you guys are going to... I really... I know you're going to show up in camouflage bathing suits up the creek. We I have just, to order those, I just know by what's the gonna way. Happen. I mean, I'm telling you guys, I want to get real fit. So I'm just saying, let's do our, like, elopement fitness so, exercises. So today. anyway, so she she sends that text, like, the only, this is the only day I can find. I wanna, no, no, no. I didn't say that either. Okay, I didn't okay say that's what I got from it. Is that <laughs> she's going to be... She's going to be 37 and 4, and this day looks like a good day. What do you think, guys? And and Kim immediately is like, "That's a Here's dumb the idea." Here's the series of four text messages uh, of why that's a dumb idea. I think that she's going to freak out if you do that. And then also, what would you do if Jess said she wanted to go away at that point in time? That's not how I. But that's, <laughs> that's not how I said though. But that's not how I. My text was like, "I don't care. I don't know. What do I say? I should say." No, that's what, not what you said. How? Anyway, I made Meredith feel un supported again but in the, her defense i didn't say hey y'all there's literally no other day this summer that i could possibly get married in my defense for this day. in my defense i felt real proud because i was just like just I, did what she I, always vote, does. I vote it's okay just did what she always does <laughs> just was the safe space in the middle that is okay with what anybody decides to do in life but i was like that night at the roxbury where it's like that girl that's in the middle and she just got like <laughs> back and forth no we we literally <laughs> fulfilled each of our roles mary got oversensitive jess was the safe space i and made Kim jokes. was the really honest one i made jokes about mooning people <laughs> oh my gosh so i'm anyway. killing meredith's soul and you're talking about whipping your ass but, out but the whole point of this story is that it shows how difficult it can be on call because well, even like two people who know what it's like to be on call it's still really hard yeah like, yeah, it's like, guys, can I get married or should I not get married because we have one client? And I'm like, girl, get married. And I'm like, you shouldn't have taken a client. <laughs> yeah. You should just not do anything. Just don't. You know what? Let's just not be midwives. Let's just be balloon artists. I mean, I really think that we've chosen the wrong thing. When I hear what some people make for the work they do, I'm like, 
why are we doing this? Yeah, which we're going to do a whole episode about making money. Oh, that's true. And that was Midwest an intro story. into our next episode. I have a story about being on call and trying to do something. Okay. Um, this was years ago, and I was so poor. Like, we had no money, but we had promised the kids that we were going to Yogi. This is before it was super, like, it's suddenly super expensive. But we got a, um, a campsite for, like, 70-some dollars. And that's kick-ass because it includes all oh, of so your... it's so much fun there. It's so much fun. So we, we took our little camper and we got this crappy campsite with no electricity. And I couldn't afford to pay my phone bill. <sighs> and I knew it was due. Like, it was due. And they usually give me, like, a day or two past to pay it but i had already paid for the campsite so i couldn't oh, also no. pay my phone bill so the whole night i was on call but i had service yeah but i didn't know if my phone was dead so i spent the entire night while everybody else was passed out sleeping refreshing my phone on my internet because if if it said no internet oh i God. would know that my phone bill wasn't paid and then my phone got cut off no yeah. <laughs> that I've happened to me uh, not with my phone bill, but there was one year where I had a client and I had already planned like a family trip to trial pond where there's zero phone service. And so I was like, it's okay. I will just get a, they, there's a little pay phone at the bottom of the campsites. And I was like, I'm going to get a gift card. And this was, this was several, like a lot of years ago where you would still like use another phone and you would call your cell phone to check your voicemails. Oh yeah. And so I told my client, I'm going to wake up every two hours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to walk down to the pay phone. I'm going to use my pay phone card. I'm going to check my voicemails so that I will know if you go into labor and I can leave and come to your house. But this is the kind of stuff you have to oh, do. Yeah. It's just not take a, like a camping trip. Yeah. And what, then my yeah. best friend got married and I was like, hey, I'm going to come. But like I'm, it was at a campground and I was like, I'm going to have to go up to the bathhouse every two hours during this wedding. Yes. To go call you every two hours to see if you're in labor. And I yep. did. I had to call this poor woman every two hours. It was like my really good friend's wedding. Like I can't miss no, that. No, it's crazy. People, you can't even like fathom it and then there was that time that we went that we went camping together and we had no clients no. in their window so we technically go on call for home births at 37 weeks yes um and so this person was not she was in her 35th week we go oh is this our camping story yeah we oh go my camping God. With nobody in their window, like, wide and clear, we're going for a week. And I love this campsite because there's no phone service. Mm -hmm. yeah. So then we don't feel that it's pressure. Unreal you to can be totally just Oh, my God. It's like, it's like heaven on earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're there. And then we leave, like, two days into it to go get groceries. And as we're driving into Wardensville, both of our phones are just like, ding, 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 ding. Which, of course, my anxiety is in oh, through the too. roof. And it turns out that we that one of our moms that we were both on call that we weren't we weren't on call for but one of but our moms who is a, like a mutual client she had gone into labor early and had, oh. had her baby at like 35 and like three or something and we both missed it and had no idea because we were a trial pond but then it was like we couldn't have delivered her baby at home either way because no. of how early she was. But her mom was so she mad was at so us. She was so mad. And she was so angry. She was like, you guys have to be around for things like this. And it's like, you don't like. Yeah, literally. It's we our entire we time. literally never go anywhere no. ever. No. If we had to be on. If if we couldn't leave when someone's 30 weeks. 
pregnant well like this summer we're in the same boat like we were yeah. all gonna do a trout pond in the hootenanny but then we announced our business starting which is like so important and we're so excited about but like yeah i'm not i'm gonna i'm not gonna go trout pond probably because at least one of us has to be available yeah for people right now and it's like it's worth it because we love what we do that's why we do it like we said we're not doing it for money super worth it this whole thing is not to like shame people for us being on call it's to try and like give people an idea of what it is like to well, be also, on call this podcast is for birth workers so like, we want birth yeah. workers to no, like it's okay to bitch about how hard this is sometimes it's not easy to be on call and i swear that the universe kind of like knows because like everybody knows i like to travel and if i get some time off call i usually go somewhere but there's times all the time where i'm like well i have this one client so if she has her baby by this time i can go Every time it's somebody that I'm like, that person's going to be 41 weeks when that event happens. Always happens when you're gone. Those are Mm -hmm. always, or they're always the people that I don't go because it's like, nope, they go to 42. But then there's times where I'm like, well, I could probably come visit you. That person will only be 37 weeks. And those are the people that go into labor in their 37th week. Or that time that um, we had a client go and you stopped on your Brian dropped you off on your way back in town when you were like what the heck I was like I'm sorry it's a prime up and she's going on 39 weeks I don't know what to say yeah (laughs) it's crazy and I just don't think people understand like they'll say well duh just don't plan anything but then we could literally our families would hate us plan anything like midwifery or birth work in general Mm -hmm. it's a whole life commitment like your kids know that you're gonna miss their shit Everything. like your husband knows you're not like i work on our anniversary and mm-hmm. i'm on call this year and it's like it's just the way it is so i took yeah. off for christmas a couple years ago remember and i was halfway to my dad's house three hours away so i was an hour and a half away and i got a phone call and i got to turn around yeah even though well, i was off call my canadian bestie hey Haley. um Hello. i swear Hi. this past this past winter i was off call for a month straight and she was going to be having a surprise 10-year anniversary party and i wanted to go so bad Literally, as soon as I found out the date, I was off call like the whole month before and the whole month after four people called me and hired me that were due right like within two days. And what of do you the say to that? Party. No. And two people ended up having their baby on the day of the party. So That's I just didn't insane. get to go. Yeah. Like the universe knew. Yep. And like what are the chances of that? Yeah. yeah. But you're right, though. Like shout out to our family members who tolerate us. Well, so and much. I've said it so many times like midwifery has a huge divorce rate for a reason and it's not just the divorce rate of your spouse but like your friends and your family they just even in midwifery school like by the time i was done midwifery school like i can keep going but you look around and everyone else is gone yeah. not i mean carly 100 percent on board and um hallie was there like not and my mom i'm not saying for me personally everyone was done but most people just cannot take the fact that you are never, never available it's like i'm one as my aunt says i'm 100 percent committed to possibly being there you just don't yeah. know yeah. but now like now that i'm down to half time at premiere like i can actually have some time where I turn my phone off and we're going to make that work through Linden injury because Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a lifesaver. I cannot tell you how happy I am to be off call now. Like when I'm off call, it is on like balls to the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever I want to do. She goes to bed at (laughs) whenever she wants. Whenever I want, I go to bed at like eight o'clock still, but at least she gets to sleep through the night. I stay up to like 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) But it's the reason why so many birth workers burn out yeah. the way that eight they years. do eight years is yeah. the is the st- like statistic i guess yeah that makes is sense. that from beginning to train till the end or like once you get your license you get your license you make it eight years interesting okay 
that's what I was told in school. And I'm actually watching like one of my very best and I love her so much. I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she just hit eight years and she's like, I can literally not take one more phone call at three in the morning asking about fucking Braxton Hicks because they refuse to drink water. Like I can't do this anymore. And yeah. I'm like, I hear you. Like it's a lot. It's like what in that our special interview with Tara LaRock where we talked about how you have uh, you start to get um, empathy. What is empathy it? Burnout. Empathy. No. Compassion. Something. Oh. Compassion. Burnout or something. Oh. It's like you just don't have any more to give and you what want to. What is that to. term? Because I loved it so much. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember. Right I'm going to keep talking and you guys we'll are going to think about, about it. it. Yeah, we will. But it's like you want to be there, but it's... And, and Compassion so, quota? No. no. The whole point is that if we don't find ways to make space for ourselves where that's not a thing, we will burn out. We won't be able to help people as much as we could have if we were able to like prioritize time without that going on. But that's something that's really hard for people to understand because they want their midwives to be available. So it's like finding a balance between being available and not burning out so fast that you just don't care anymore. Yeah, That's really hard. I do think that's like, unfortunately one of the only things you can do as a midwife to prevent that burnout is to like find partnership where you can get off call time, which is not always easy to do in the birth community. For some it's impossible. Yeah, And I found just a little bit of off call time. Like it's almost like your brain has to rewire. Like you don't, it's almost like when you go on vacation, it's like you don't get used to the fact that you're on a vacation for a couple Mm -hmm. days and then you're in like full vacation mode. It's like your brain has to rewire the first couple days that you're not on call like hey i don't have to do anything like hey i can fall asleep with my ringer off like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh i can't even imagine that falling asleep with your ringer off like that feels so stressful to me or turn people that turn their phones off before they go to bed I don't know. What that I can't means. even I imagine. Start, I haven't what done that's that in like. 15 years yeah. or, or at Trout Pond. I can't even do it when I'm not on call yeah. because it makes me. I'm so like wired to know where my phone is that mm-hmm. it, it makes me anxious. You go into and I a can't, panic. I can't sleep or I'll wake up thinking about my phone. Yeah. No, it's true. I do that all the time. I was just thinking last night, like that last night was the first night that you and I were off call because mm-hmm. we had our last client yesterday and or two days ago. And I just remember last night being like, oh my gosh, I can have two glasses of wine and have play a board game with uh, Terry. Yes. Only two because you're on call for premiere with me. That's so. fair. But that's the thing though. Even if I was like, I want to, like, I just like, I still didn't feel like I could loosen up last night. I still yeah. felt like I was like needing to be Somewhere. I don't know. Like you said, it takes a while for you to like sink into that feeling of like being off call. So a couple weeks ago, this is so funny. Um, Katie and I were having a, this very conversation and I was like, isn't there just something about, having your phone off and she had done like 11 births in 10 days or something ridiculous so she she put out a text like hey can bethany whoever can you just cover me for five hours i just need five hours so she had planned to sleep but once she turned her phone off like her whole she just lit up she was so excited and i did the same thing i called jen and i was like i'm so sorry but i need 12 hours can you please take call for 12 hours Mm -hmm. i can't i can i can't take another phone call I can't take another birth and I don't think it's fair for people to get me. Like if they call me for this life changing moment, I need someone to be a little happier. Mm -hmm. She said, sure. And then we just forgot to switch the phones over. But in that 12 hours, no one called me. And my entire weight just lifted. Because like, you didn't think you were Because on call. I didn't think I was on call. I still was. But the mental part of it is just knowing that you're free to like 
go for a walk or call mm-hmm. your mom and not have to be, could you hold on a second? Like, or yeah. whatever. So even though I was still on call, theoretically, I felt like a hundred bucks. Like it was just so funny. And the same thing happened to Katie cause she wasn't actually off call, but she thought she was. So she felt awesome. So I think that we should go to break. Yes. That's when a we good come idea. back from break, I want to talk a little bit about the birth we did together last night. Yeah. And then, I want to um, do our birth story of the week. Let's do it. That sounds awesome. Okay. Cue the music. Oh, yeah. So our sponsor for today's episode is the one and only Brandon McPherson from Brandon Draws Faces. Brandon is amazing. He did our amazing logo that we just released. Uh, That's a caricature of our three faces. And I don't think that he could have captured us any better than he did. And we're so thankful for his amazing work. So he started his career at Bush Gardens and he just realized that interacting with people and doing art was something that he really wanted to pursue. So now he's done his art at festivals, events, parties, street corners, everywhere he goes. And he's also contributed to local breweries and he, you can find him at local events or he could pop up at your business. So if you have any personalized art needs, please contact Brandon McPherson at brandondrawsfaces.com. He does such an amazing job and he is located in Richmond, Virginia, Um, but he can also do caricatures of you remotely, which is what he did. And he's my cousin. And he's my cousin. Because that's what he did. We just sent him photos of us and he did ours yeah. just from photos. He'd he captured never... our personalities that well from photos. So just from photos. You can imagine what he does from seeing you in person. Yeah. So amazing. So check it out. Brandon McPherson, brandondrawsfaces.com. Okay. Thanks, Brandon. Back to the episode. Welcome back from that lovely break. Speaking of that, how excited are you about our new logo? so excited i I really can't believe how well when i saw it the first time i nearly died i smile and laugh every time i'm like every human should be drawn as a caricature (laughs) Mm -hmm. because it just brings out all your goofy everything Uh and i just i love it so much yeah so brandon so much further he married my cousin and so when they got married they had two of his friends come and do caricatures for the guests and that was what their gift was that's awesome it was awesome and they one of his friends did a character of me and my brother and my dad and it is above and beyond my favorite piece of art because it really does it like captures all your bullshit and just like rolls it into one it's so <laughs> great and i love how he was able to pull the shirts that we usually wear like mm-hmm. the shirt yep. that he drew you in jess yes. like literally you the shirt lived you wear in all that all winter i yeah. did i don't think i took that shirt off probably for four months straight it's so amazing it's funny if we look at the pictures we sent them it's likely that that's the shirt you're wearing in every single picture <laughs> probably i love but it so is so yours that like that, green velvet shirt yeah, you wear all the time i wear that all the time and i literally wear that that black zip up to every single birth it's my birth jacket yeah <laughs> makes me so stuff. it makes me so happy i looked at it again this morning i looked at it and just i know like, i'm trying ah! to figure out how to like frame it and put it on my wall in my house without being weird <laughs> I don't think that's weird at all. Can you put it over your bed? <laughs> Let's get it. I'll put it on my bedside table. How about that? Let's get it engraved into wood. Let's Can we get tattoos that. of it? No. <laughs> no, but my mom just I'll said, get you on one cheek and Jess on the other. Speaking of. <laughs> Can we get him to caricature our butts? 
That's a great idea. <laughs> we can hang that over our beds. Let's invite him to Palooza. <laughs> can you imagine what that would look like? It like you never knew butts could be so different. Can you invite him to Palooza yeah, and he can sure. do characters? They would have so much fun, actually. <gasps> oh my that God. would be a lot that of fun. That would be the best thing ever. Oh they would fit God. right in. Chuck's supposed to ask his tattoo friend to come and do tattoos. We did that at a festival in college and it worked out. I have a tattoo. <laughs> my little crescent moon on my back was done in the middle of the woods. Actually, I'm sitting here and thinking about being a little judgy when I tattoo people all the time. See? Oh, it's a little judgy. Sorry. Stop being judgy. I love my little moon tattoo judgy that face, I got judgy from a face. pregnant woman who is married to both a man and a woman. Nice. And she was in her underwear. Sounds wow. glorious. And I wasn't able to shower for a week after. But it's cool. I did not get infected. And there it is. Awesome. My mom has the same one. So, hey. By the same pregnant yep. underwear woman yes go your immune system i know mm-hmm. my immune system is rocking on point so going back to talking about being off call me and meredith are off call because well we thought we were gonna be off call like <laughs> weeks ago weeks ago i had done a birth and i was like oh my god i am off call for like a month or two and then we I was got, like, never mind, just kidding. We, we have late. a late to care client. Yeah. And and in fact, we had a little thing because she was like, well, she's in her 37th week. And I was like, well, I was kind of planning on going to see my brother. And I was like, girl, and, please and don't Meredith leave was like, me. Oh, oh so Kim, you guys had a weird argument, too, then. Yeah. Well, because Kim was really busy at the center and Kim's my backup. So I was like, if Kim's on a birth and I have to be with this client, I literally have no one. So I started to panic a little bit. So I, I was like, just please don't leave. So I didn't go. I didn't go visit my brother. And, and in hindsight it would have been perfectly fine yeah because she ended up going to almost 42 weeks yeah um which and that was like with with like stem too she still yeah. almost went to 42 weeks so we were on call for almost five weeks for her mm-hmm. and um but it was such a glorious birth like so you good. have to get her permission i'm gonna to try post that video of the grateful so dead music they're like, they're like big um music festival people yeah baby was conceived shortly after a music festival and um, that we all go to and love so she was like laboring hardcore in her birth tub and they had like grateful dead and like all that kind of the music street cheese incident yep playing in the background yeah. it was poor jess i felt so bad she was getting heart tones the whole time and like i could tell that she was struggling because it's like it's really hard to zone in on heart tones when there's when, other when there's really good loudly. music going on in the background and it was like jamming too it was very very loud and so it i felt like, bags i kept seeing her like trying to get heart tones but then like jamming to the music i was like i was like we don't know this baby's heart i was like are. bouncing on the birth ball to like the <laughs> to the music i was like i'm really loving this yeah. vibe right now yeah it was but great. then at one point <laughs> oh no this is one of those houses going to our poop episode oh oh <laughs> I don't think the client this is, knows this yet. So no, she lists, oh, so you know what? Her her doula is listening now. So oh, she'll she, hear yes, this right. So there was, um, I'm like bouncing on the birth ball and it seems like she's transitioning hard. And so well, when we were driving there, we actually thought we were going to miss it. So we're driving yes. there, like going pretty fast. And I was like, I'm going to, I have to pee so bad. I'm going to walk in there. She's going to be laboring in the yep. shower and there one little bathroom and I'm going to, and I was like, hold it. And she's like, I might have to poop. And I was like, like I think I have to poop. And so she's like, she's like transitioning in the tub and this is like a little house that has one bathroom. The door does not go all the way down Mm-mm. to the ground. And so I'm like bouncing on the birth ball. Grateful Dead's <laughs> playing. And like, I look over at Meredith and I go, 
I feel a bridesmaid moment brewing real hardcore. <laughs> I'm about to I shit my pants. Burst out laughing. Over your eyes. Don't look at me. Look away. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, I thought you got really quiet over there. She did. She like all of a sudden just stopped jamming and like got real quiet and stopped moving. She I was couldn't like, move. It would have well, came out. Well, up until that point too, Jess had just kind of taken over. Like I wasn't doing anything. Like Jess was saying all the right things and like doing all the support. And I just like was like, all right, girl. Do you, no, I think honestly, like I think you're like, this is our last bird. Let's do this. <laughs> and so you just like done. went right in and you were like in it and like on it. And I was like, I'm just going to step back. But all of a sudden you got really quiet. I was like, what is happening right now? Like, why is she so quiet? And then she was like, I'm going to shit my pants. But I was trying to decide because it was like one of those moms where it's like, she's either going to push her baby yeah. out really soon. Like if I go take a crap right now, she might literally push her baby out <laughs> while I'm in the toilet. While you're pooping. So it's like, should I just wait and try and hold it in? Because it's probably going to be horrifically awful when and thank I go God in you there. Because we still labored for a while. Yeah. And so eventually I'm like, okay, she's like, just go. It'll be fine. And so I like go in and I'm like sitting on the toilet and like, uh, like 30 seconds after I get in there, Meredith slides an essential oil bottle under the door. <laughs> Because it was a small house. I was like, they're going to know. So we're going to need to do something about this. And the funniest thing is just like, a bottle of peppermint comes hurtling at my feet. Could you please cover up your disgusting scent? And thank you. The best part was about that is when you came back out of the bathroom, when you walked out, this like a wave of peppermint followed you. And the mom stopped in the middle of a contraction. was like... Like, where's that peppermint coming from? Oh my god! I tried so hard not to start laughing, but I was like, I'm not gonna, not gonna say anything right now. The thing is, is that (laughs) when you put it through onto the door, I was already sitting on the toilet. (laughs) I felt bad. I was like, I should have done this like 30 seconds ago. I leaned over and I like picked it up and I like spread my legs and I was like trying to like drop it through the middle of my legs into the toilet. (laughs) And then I had had this mental picture of it getting on my vagina and me being like, I know like after you walked away I felt so bad because for peppermint you're supposed to put it on the toilet before you poop and I was like oh god I hope I'm not too late can we make it a requirement for home birth people that have one bathroom to have a porta potty (laughs) well the thing is is like no shame if you gotta go outside you gotta go outside but like she has two other houses super close to her so like there's no way that would have worked I could not because I would have just peed outside when we got there yeah you can pee outside but I wouldn't take a dump outside I mean, we talked about my story that last yeah. before. Yeah, but it was like her her birth story was like all of our our podcasts that we've done recently <laughs> coming to life. Like she had a she had an anterior lip that was hard to resolve. Oh, was she awful. had meconium. I had mm-hmm. to poop at the birth. It was like, like everything she was, was happening. And yeah. I'm gonna make every podcast come it's true, true right it now. Did. And how did it go? It was great. Baby came out. Uh, it was great. She's happy. Oh my gosh! So of course she breathed. We haven't talked about that. She breathed on the perineum, and I was like, oh start crying on the perineum yeah that's so creepy to me when the head's out and they uh start crying i'm like meredith goes well we thought it was the baby and then the cat and and meredith goes was that the baby or was that the cat because the cat made a noise right after i was like yeah and everyone was like oh it was definitely the baby i was like okay just making sure (laughs) look at you guys having a beautiful and i had to get mean again 
you weren't that mean. We need to do a good cop, bad cop episode. Actually, yeah. I think that would be really. But good. the funny thing is, is that she could tell that that was one of your points, where it's like, you know. oh, you're being bossy. Is this like one of my soul sisters. Who, I want, like, you know, who knows that I just want to dance at a music festival with her and not ever have to do anything. That well, would be I made her, with her. I made her get out of bed and I made her get on the toilet when she was laboring real hard, and I know how awful that is. And she kept saying like. I have to pee so bad that I'm literally going to pee myself if I don't get up soon. And then she just kept laying there through contractions. She definitely was not in a rush to do anything. And so I was like, okay, we're going to get through this one. And then we're going to the toilet. Now walk. And then she she had several in the hallway, which is not a long hallway. And I was like, after this one, you're going to stop leaning on the dryer and you're going to sit on the toilet. And she looks at me and she goes, okay, mom. (laughs) And I was like, I know, I'm sorry. My mom did that to me and it was terrible. <laughs> Great. Were you tr- were you triggered? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know, I'm being awful. But it all worked out in the end. But she knew that it was one of our things, like, call us mean. And so she kept calling Meredith mean. And Meredith kept, like, apologizing, like, I'm so sorry I had to do that. And then she'd be like, I'm totally just joking. That's what I needed. I'm just messing with you hardcore. It's awful because she started panicking because she was tearing a little bit. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm going to yell at you and tell you to stop screaming though you're tearing right now. I need you to focus. Stop (laughs) focusing on your vagina and listen to my voice. Uh, no, it, it, it was really up, good. It ended up being like real. It it was harder than it needed. It was harder than we thought it was going to be, but it all worked out yeah. really well. Yeah. So I was I was like, and it was all my podcast rolled into one. So <laughs> and I was super happy that I took five weeks out of my off call time to be on call for you. <laughs> it was worth it. I appreciate it. It was totally five worth it. and you still weeks. get to go. And I still have two weeks off call. Yeah. I am so jealous that you're leaving because I keep I want to go see Carly and Matt because yeah. Brian's down there. Yeah, I want to leave so bad and I could do it. But they're really COVID heavy down there. Like they're like, yeah, they, she's, well, they're Amazoning all their stuff. They're ordering groceries to be delivered. So I keep saying, I'm going to come down. I no. thought you meant Florida in general. Well, just Florida is pretty intense right now. Too. It is intense down there. In some but, ways. But they are really like following like the good rules. So basically not you're not it. allowed. I'm not allowed. Oh my God. Can and you just so, go down in like a full body plastic yes. suit? And I keep trying to you get them to come visit. Your, you could show up in like our dresses for Meredith's wedding that we're not invited to. <laughs> That's happening. She'll just you be mean like, your camouflage. She'll just be suit? like stuck to a palm tree like this. I'm pretty sure Walmart. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not. I'm not no. here. I'm a, this isn't Kim. A, it's a palm tree. I'm a coconut. I'll pretend to be the swan floaty in their pool. Yeah. I'm just a. Sp- I'm just a floaty. Just feel free to float on me. As soon here, as I'm off I'll call, hold your beer. and this COVID bullshit is over, I'm getting in the car and I'm driving the 16 straight hours through. Yes. And I'm taking over their house with them. Beautiful. And I think Carly and Matt are going to come visit. Well, Carly, as soon as they can. But I'm so jealous that you're about to leave and go visit yeah. people in your family. I know. I want to go. Amazing. I want to go with you so badly. Come on down. Come on down. I can't because I'm on call <laughs> I know. this week. I am not. Um, so should we share our birth story of the week? Let's do Let's it. Let's do, do, do it. All right. So this is actually a double story because this person wanted to share her first story and her second story. I think we've shared part of her first story, too, because it's so good. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, yeah, she's but amazing. Have we shared it from her perspective or from no. ours? Mm-mm. I think we just talked about it. Oh, okay. Before we read our birth story of the week. We were just like sitting here talking and Mer- there's a lot we're of vibrating like hearing happening. a lot of vibrating. It's like rant, rant. 
And this goes along with our being on call thing. And so Mar- and they're both like staring at me like, why did you get your phone? Why did you get your phone? I'm like, because it cuts down. I don't need to. It's fine. Yeah. And she's like, listen, the only people I have on silent are you guys <laughs> and my other two friends I text with all the time. So I We're know. We're on silent. It's like we don't even Kim count. Got a real upset. What? I'm on silent. What if I was um hanging we, from a cliff? I literally had 16 texts. What if would, I was hanging from a cliff? Me would you text me? And I only have one hand to hold my phone. Would you call me or text me? And I texted you because I knew you were not on call and I didn't want to bother you. No, what she would do is she'd hit the voice text and she'd be like, Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. I'm on the And it would come off like it would come off like um. Oh my, my name God. is Heathcliff and my I'm hanging off of Chuck. I'm hanging out with Chuck. This is really scary. <laughs> my friend Katrina and I, we joke all the time because the shit that we've gone through when we were in midwifery school, you can't even fathom it. Like these stupid situations we'd be in. So anytime we call each other, we always pick up and she'd be like, oh my God, are you hanging from a cliff with one hand? There's a shark stuck to your leg and you only have like one finger left. And I'm like, no, I was calling to say hi. God, she'd hang up. Like, but we always answer each other because we just don't know. Like, yeah. Meredith, what if that were me? If you call me, and I, I would pick up immediately in the dead of the night. But if it's a text message, I know that it's probably just us sending each other gifts. Look at this. Look at this screenshot I took of this night. person. Here's this person I'm judging on Facebook right now. We don't do that. <laughs> Never. Yes, yes we right. do. I do. I do that. On that note, let's go to our birth story of the week, which is actually two birth stories. Cheers. I'm going to read this one. Yeah. Because I can't keep my mouth in front of a microphone is what she just said to me with her eyes. <laughs> I can't focus on anything anyway because Jessica's not currently wearing a bra. Ooh. And she's is wearing... Is that why or is it that your husband's in the kitchen making you bouncy, coffee right now? Bouncy, we have a lot bouncy, of front bouncy. bumps <laughs> happening today. Between <laughs> Jessica and Chuck, it's like my mind has ADD. I can't... I'm like ADHD. Back, forth, back, forth. <laughs> Boop, bump, There's a bump, lot of bump. bumps happening. It's very aggressive, this honestly. Is a sexy household. <laughs> it's a very sexy household today. Minus the kids screaming. <laughs> yeah. That's a damper. You just have to learn how to block them out. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Is it a cock block or is it a beaver dam? Beaver, beaver dam. dam for sure. <laughs> <laughs> my friend Lori. Oh my God. And Stacy. Stacy put that up and I thought I was going to shit my pants. Yeah. With hey, joy. Hey, uh, Stacy. What she said, what's the opposite of a cock block? Yeah. She was like, mom, mom, mom. What's the opposite of a cock block? Uh, the, the female version of a cock block. And her mom was like, I don't know. She says a beaver dam. <laughs> but her mom must have been drinking because she was like, huh? What? Oh, <laughs> I said I said a cunt shunt. <laughs> I like cunt shunt too. I think that's the one we've been using, but I do like beaver dam more. A cunt stunt? Yeah. Cunt stunt. That's something cunt completely punt? different. I know. Okay. Guys. No. Okay, we're ready. Okay, I'm going to read the verse story. <laughs> focus <laughs> speaking of a cock block okay um my first she's just gonna dive right in like a muff not the opposite of a beaver dam my first i went into labor at 4 a.m almost a week past due date and was laboring for almost 40 hours Oh, ah, that sounds terrible. Awful. We were there for it. It was awful. We were there. The contractions started hot and heavy. <laughs> they did that. I love when people say hot and heavy and we're insane. I was you so are literally such a child. I am. I am. She, that's what brings us joy, Kim. I know. Yeah, I can't. I can't read anything yesterday. I know I'm going to do another little like a yeah. We I had a I had a um, campfire at Elizabeth Furnace with my mom and 
she had a little stick she was poking the fire with but the log on the top had a hole in the top and she kept like putting the the stick in the top of the hole and she, <laughs> she knew Jess's mom is to make goes, it so much better yeah my mom does not she's oblivious no to idea. any sexual innuendos she goes, whatsoever she goes look this is my poking stick hole <laughs> and I was like wow all right <laughs> <laughs> she is so I sweet. Love her so much. She's put it in that poking hole. Poke my stick in my hole. She's so sweet. Okay. Anyway, back to the forty-hour labor the story. Okay. I was so giddy about meeting my first kid. I hardly reacted in any way other than to stare my husband down and say, "It hurts, and I can't do it." Everybody says they can't do it. Yep. Nobody thinks they can do it. Everybody says that. The 35 minutes to the birthing center were terrible. The heated seats did nothing. Oh, God. That sounds awful. Heated seats always just make me feel like I peed, I peed my myself. pants. Yeah, I'd be scared my water guys, broke or something. You guys keep saying that, but I love it. I feel like a, cinna- like a Cinnabon, like my buns are toasted. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the cool ones, though. I like the like cool seats. Yeah, really? those are fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It all feels weird to me. Okay. She um, likes her bum lukewarm. Yeah. I don't know how we didn't get pulled over. It was winter time and I had the windows down and felt like hanging my head out of it like a dog. <laughs> While having the heat going so hot, it was drying our eyeballs out. <laughs> I haven't hysteri- heard this part yet. I haven't read this. This is hysterical. That's awesome. Got to the birthing center and stayed there waiting on the baby to make its appearance. He never did. Mm. I went to a 10 and baby never dropped. By the 24 hour mark, I was ready for pain relief. And she was such a champ, too. I remember doing the weirdest stuff to get her baby down. Like, we were, like, dog walking and, like, doing really weird. Like, hanging her head out the window like a dog. Yeah, yeah, like, weird stuff to get this baby to come down. It was not happening. Crab walking. Mm-hmm. All the things. <laughs> um, so, let's see. The transfer was quick, and so was the epidural. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. I was down to a five or six at that point. Um, so, that's something that we can talk about because this... Like I think I talked about in the lips a little bit. I think we did, but some medical professionals swear that your cervix will not close back up from what it was. Yeah. And other birth professionals, me included, feel like if something is happening, your cervix can close down. So you can go from a 10 to an eight to a five or, or something different. If something's happening, I feel like the adrenaline of it can make your body shut down. Yeah, your cervix is definitely protecting your body, yeah. so it can do that. Some doctors sure. swear that's not a thing, though. But we believe it is a thing. That's okay. Yeah. We'll they can agree. believe what they want to We believe. will agree to disagree. So at this point, she was, again, five or six centimeters dilated. But before I could get the... Before I could get it, the anesthesiologist got called into an emergency C-section. I had to wait for the on-call anesthesiologist... Meredith came with us to the hospital, and that woman is amazing. We agree. Meredith is amazing. She was amazing. After knowing what the heck was going on with this kid, which you'll hear about in two seconds, I can't go over how badass this mom is. She and Kim had been the rocks my husband and I needed for that birth. Look at you guys being rocks over there. We're like little pebbles in the ocean. (laughs) No, you're like boulders. I have boulders. Don't call me a boulder. (laughs) 
We over, love her though. She's over amazing. The shoulder, no, boulder, she really we were happy. She was doing be. every single thing she could possibly Absolutely. do. Absolutely. We'd be like, stand on your head and use yeah. two fingers to hold yourself up. And yeah. she'd be like, okay. Never once wow. was she like, I don't want to do what you're asking me to do. She did everything. She did thing. literally everything we tried. Yeah. Wow. Everything. So then she said, um, I was so ready to meet this baby and she helped keep both of us level headed. It's really good. You're good at keeping. You're better at keeping other people level headed than you are at keeping, <laughs> keeping yourself. Level-headed. I mean, she can't keep herself level headed, but <laughs> other people. Maybe, maybe other that can work great. on my next thirty years figuring that part out. Yeah. Are but you thirty? We keep each I'll other level headed, though. We call each other. So she says, and oh, that's right. We did talk about this. He ended up being a face presentation, and he was forced to be born naturally. They did not do a sano when I arrived. Hindsight is twenty twenty. So we did talk about that, that he ended up being a face presentation. He happened to be like the one of four presentations that can be delivered vaginally. Delivered vaginally. But it's difficult. Yeah, she freaking pushed her baby's face out first. Yeah. That's insane. And we That's did talk lie. about that in the one episode. It's like if you've never seen the picture in the Anime's Guide to Childbirth of the Face Presentation Baby crowning. It looks like a shark. Like, I mean, they're just like bulleted out. It's so crazy. And their eyeballs are swollen massively. It's insane. I remember. Uh, so when you're a birth worker and you've been reading those books and you're like getting used to birth to me, I would see a photo like that. And I'd be like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever, especially like early in my yeah. birth work career. And my sister-in-law told me when she was like, after she had her last baby, she's like, yeah, when you were first becoming a doula and you were like, look at this. <laughs> and she's like, and I was like, holy shit. Why would I want to look at that? <laughs> I was like, Isn't it the coolest? But after you see it though, it's pretty freaking crazy to see like, what our bodies and what babies but are But some people can't of. handle looking at stuff like that. No, it just freaks them out. I mean, that's why well, not we just don't realize it. We just don't realize. Yeah. I realize yeah. that now. We talk about shit and blood and everything else under the moon oh my God. Like, at poor, a kitchen table. Yeah. Like poor Dave, my mom's oh, yeah, partner. My God. It's like the first time he came to a dinner with our family, it was like, and vagina and placenta and more vagina. Yeah. Dave, you look a little blanched. <laughs> it took me a little while to realize like the effect my words had on people. Yeah. I one time, and then we stopped caring. When I was a nurse at the doctor's office, now we office, just don't care. When I was a nurse at the doctor's office, I had this um, a girl that was a patient that I had went to high school with, and I was drawing her blood, and she was super afraid of having her blood drawn. And I'm just like chatting away. I was like, "Oh, my fiance comes in here, and he lets me practice drawing his blood." I'm just telling her the story because I'm like, this is fun stuff. She was so upset by that story. She complained about me because she was like, <gasps> oh my she, God. she thought it was so disgusting that we would like draw blood on each other for like funsies. So she doesn't like vampires then? I guess not. She's not and I was vamp- thinking any like vampire novels. I was thinking like this seems like normal and fun. It is normal to us. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, get back to anyway, her story. So that was baby number one. So that was amazing that she vaginally she had the face presentation baby. I've ever seen in labor also. Oh, she, and we talked about that. We did talk about yeah. that, okay. But she, I missed are. her birth because I got called away for another mom at the center and Meredith was able to stay with her, but I had to leave and I was so sad it's so funny because in my mind you were there with me well because i, I was there <laughs> you're probably texting and calling me a lot i was too. there until the bitter amazing end and then i had to leave and yeah. we were texting back and forth and it was just it's so hard when you are with someone for that long and then you have to leave before the baby comes out it's that just is, like it's rough yeah. it's so disappointing like it's so disappointing yeah. but so i was really sad also to part of being that. on call and then i missed her next birth 
Well, let's go yeah. on to baby number let's, two. Let's hear see. about the next baby that I she didn't see. She said baby number two started at 4 a.m. as well, but she was with early prodromal labor that was very obnoxious. <laughs> she went through that for days. It when was is horrible. prodromal labor not obnoxious? I think prodromal labor is pr- most, Maybe like, one of the worst things One of on the, the most planet. obnoxious things that happens. You never know what to expect when you've had prodromal labor. No. Usually they end up when they go into actual labor, they don't believe it. And then they barely make it to and the center. Push that's what I thought was going to yep. happen the other day. Yeah. And that's what happened to her too, I think. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so she says, I went two days past due day with her. The contractions were so random and at times crazy close. I didn't know what to do. Midwife told me and hubby to do the shake the peaches maneuver, which is not as fun as it sounds. <laughs> also, we we're like, wait, is that what we said? Did we say shake the peaches? But then we realized it's shake the apples, but peaches actually makes more sense. Millions of yeah. peaches. So shake look like peaches. peaches it does make more foamy. sense but shake the apples is when you like get on Millions hands and knees or knee chest and you put your butt up in the air shake, 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 and you shake shake shake, shake shake your butt shake 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 your peaches oh that was penny's shake favorite song peaches. when she was little um so yeah that's not fun when you do that it's no. i would it's not very uncomfortable it's not really a comfort measure i would i would say it's more of like a you know you do it you do it for a purpose but it's not fun Within 10 minutes, I was in active labor. The poor midwife was called many times before we hit the road. My contractions were so close together and painful, I was screaming by the time I got to the car. I made the terrible mistake of sitting in the front seat of my minivan. We didn't make it to the main road before I screamed that hubby needed to pull over. I scared some college kids playing tennis ball. We pulled (laughs) off a second time, and that's when I got into the back to try to help labor. By the time we got to Winchester, it probably sounded like I was being exercised. And that's exercise like a demon's coming out of your body. Not like the the demons. demons. (laughs) Not like exercising. Like Ace Ventura. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, in some ways. I think about that all the time. In some ways, when you're giving birth, you are being exercised. Like you are literally pushing another being out of your body. I'm sure people were terrified in the cars next to us seeing me. I screamed at my hubby to turn to run the red lights, and he did with a cop behind us. Oh my god! We got to the center. Poor Sam. I know, right? It's like the sweetest human. I can't even I imagine. Know. He probably kept really level-headed and all this, but he'd probably be like, uh, "Oh my!" Oh, gosh. this woman is in large and in charge. Not large. But like, in charge, big personality. Big personality. She's not a large person. What's that, what's that line in Frozen that Penny always says? Like. Oh, wait, I'm going to drop it. I'm dropping the ball. Let it go. Let that go. Let that shit not go. Let that shit go. Cut that out. (laughs) Cut it out. Okay. Um, We got to the center and I was begging to go to the hospital for, but between the midwives and my husband and the fact that I knew this kid wasn't going to wait for an epidural, I had her about three and a half hours after active labor started. Amazing. I wouldn't change it for the world. The natural labor and delivery is the way I want it to go every time. Yes. She is She is such a woman. It's awesome. She's uh, she's so good. And also, she that line was beautifuler. Feel- wait, not fooler. When Anna tells... Also, that she looks fuller. Oh, fuller. I don't recall that. I do remember that a little bit, but it's not one of the more well-known lines. She had prodromal labor forever, and on top of that, she didn't sleep her entire pregnancy between her son, the first birth that she talked about, and her damn dog. Yeah, the woman never slept. 
So she had prodromal labor after not sleeping for eight months yeah. and then had to like give birth. I don't know how that when happens. When you told me that she wouldn't put her dog outside to sleep, I was like, gosh, she's the nicest human on the face yeah. of the planet. She's like, oh, she, that, the dog's our first baby. I'm like, listen, <laughs> here's, an, here's an arrow. I've dipped it into a frog saliva. Just... <laughs> Stick it in the dog's buttock. No, just before bed. <laughs> You'll be fine. Are you trying to kill the dog or knock them out? Make them go to sleep. Either one. Does it matter? I don't think it matters. At that point, not to me. And she has mom guilt like me because I'm like, don't you have someone to take your kid that won't sleep so you can sleep? Yes, but and I'm like, oh, you're this, just like me. I get it. Yep. This story when she said she scared this college kids playing tennis ball. I one time had a client who was a college student who lived in off um, college housing in JMU and she went into labor, like living in her apartment and off campus, whatever that word is. Yeah. And so I went to help her at her little apartment with like her four roommates. And so at one point I was like, we should take a walk. And so we're walking. Nice. Oh, that's like my dream. I know, right? So we're walking around like the JMU. It was the apartment complex is like right up the hill as you're going up the hill. Like yeah, on the, the way to the, Brookhaven. Like the party one. Yes. It's nice. where I, I had been to so many parties there when my husband was at JMU. Was it I think so. That's I awesome. think it was. And so I don't know what you guys are talking about. And so about. I'm like, we're like walking around her little complex. And like every time she has a contraction, she like bends over wherever we're at. And I'm like rubbing her butt because that's what I do. During oh, I'm sure all the guys are like, yeah, yes. there's like guys driving by in ca- car. And they're like, that's what I'm talking about. Get it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd like flung fluid at them. And they're like, gone. <laughs> they're like, Big on. Put water in your eye. <laughs> There's poo water in my no, eye. I thought it was freaking hysterical. <laughs> I loved it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. So the whole point of the birth story of the week is that there's so many different birth stories and all of you are so amazing and strong no matter how your birth turns out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Even now, if your kids make it really difficult for you and you still power through. Exactly. So we can actually, I want to add in, like speaking of on-call time, there are moms that have prodromal labor that... Yeah. Um, that they they are in labor. I mean, that's what prodromal labor things is. Things are it's, happening. It's just yeah, unfortunately it's not like going to keep going. And to so the they of getting your baby. They out. call their provider like three or four times to come to the center or to come to their house, and and then you check them, and they're like closed because it's almost impossible for them to tell if it's real, yes. if it's really mm-hmm. happening or not. So all even moms who've had babies, it, the ones who exactly. have prodromal tend to be the second and third moms. Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah. I don't know. For me, it's usually the first. Oh really? First. I have a lot of. Second yeah. and third, I mean, who didn't have the one ha- for their first and have it for their I second. Have a mom and they're like, ha- what's happening? I have a mom having her third baby that has been in pajama labor for a damn week. Yeah. A yeah. week. I met her at the center this week. Nothing. And I'm like, I don't I don't know what to say. Like yeah. also we're all going home and we're going to bed. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> that's, that's what I'm going to say. And so that's what we wanted to reiterate again. Like when we're talking about these stories of prodromal labor or getting calls, like we love being there to be available to get your calls and be at your birth. And like, this is our passion that we we're, want yes, to do. We're doing it because we, we love it. Yeah. And we yeah. cannot imagine doing but anything else. Like I'm sitting really, here listening to us share this story and we're like so excited about it. It's like, no matter yeah. how frustrating it is to be off call, like, yeah, we still do this because it's what we love. Because we love it. Yeah. But it's like sharing with people our experience of being on call too can help us all understand each other because it's like 
Um, if you are, you know, it's not even being our clients, but if you have a midwife and she needs just a little bit of boundaries, it's like, this is why she mm-hmm. needs those because it's like, we want to be there and we want to be available, but it's so much better for midwives to be able to take a little space and they're going to be better midwives for right. you. Like it's pre- it's also in your benefit too, because they're going to be less burnt out when yep. it comes time to really be present and supportive of you. So like you want that for yourself as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is why I don't text anymore. Because I can't, I cannot, I literally. I'm still cannot. okay with texting. I'm totally fine with texting. I so prefer not texting. We're not as I'm not as busy as you. So and I have a lot as more you can see, space. all birth workers are different. So some might not like your texts, and they prefer you to call when you really need them. And some are fine with texting. As long as you don't mind that I take a while to respond. Yeah, I'm horrible at texting. Yeah, I'm pretty good at texting. I have sent really inappropriate texts to clients before, thinking I was texting uh-huh. like you guys. Yeah, oh we have gosh, some group texts yes. with clients sometimes, <laughs> which is really bad. And oh Kim, will be like, Kim will be like, oh my People God, are so patient what did I just send to them? And me and Jess are like, yep. oh, it's fun. And of course, the client's like, it's fine. I listen to your Thank podcast. God. I know. Thank God. I have, I have dropped some F-bombs to clients yeah. thinking I was sending it to someone else. I think that's what's uh, like, yeah, we're human. Hey. Hi, hello. Hey, human. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm so glad most of our clients have patience. Yeah. (laughs) So we have to wrap this episode up like a dog. So yeah, keeping your amazing selves. And um, thank you for listening to us while we complained and (laughs) and shared. a little bit more than usual. And if you are. about what it's like to be on call. If you are a birth worker, then don't feel bad about taking that time for yourself. You need to make boundaries for your personal life or you're not going to be able to to be the amazingness that you are for much longer. So all the uh, other thing that we have to say is sending us your stories and cheers. 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 So many plastic cups. (laughs) Mine's